Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We have reached episode 640. As someone this once is the last one. As someone once allegedly yeah, said, 640 ought to be enough for anybody. Josh. So uh, we won't see you next week. Yeah, and we won't, and that's no. true. I, I'm sorry. It will is- actually cause a memory loop, and we'll start over again from one, which is really impressive because no one has a copy of it anymore. We didn't want to tell you guys this way. But this is our last show for that two we, weeks. We don't know how, to, hiatus we don't know how to load EMM. So, uh, Sebastian, I think it's the week after next. It's the week of the 16th, not the week of the... Oh, all right. We'll cut all that out. Yeah. Anyway, let's start over again. Yeah, well, we're we're here not. next week. We won't be here the week after. Yeah. I'll be all going right. fishing for one. All right. That's it. I'll be in California. So. Let's, let's start over again. No. Hey. I'm going to stop the recording. Just, no. <laughs> just keep going. Just keep going? It's fine. Whatever. It's your, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, uh, no, let's just keep going. Uh, You're just thinking about your cut edits. It. Just leave it's, it in there. I am thinking of the edits, and there's not a cohesive point to edit out that stuff. Just leave no, it. And in. don't do it. Just just leave it be. They, it's, it's people like don't want to listen to this crap. Beginning That's true. Of an MP3. This is art. It'll be awesome. It, yeah. Is it art? Well, you can find out when we go live for events like this by either following us on Twitter when I remember to tweet it out, which I actually did tonight, or sign up for the mailing list. Who doesn't use email? constantly you probably have push notifications set up for your email because you haven't turned them off for some reason and then you'll get an email that says oh hey they're going live it's wednesday night or if we do something mm. else as we keep threatening so pcper.com slash subscribe you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com slash pcper do we have uh, any updates there brett you know, we do. I'm, I'm dedicating this podcast to the Silas Parker Boost, who uh, increased their uh, contribution on Patreon for us. So I'm dedicating this entire segment to the Silas Parker. I'm calling it the Silas Parker Boost. Yep. And I also have some unfortunate um, feedback on the sign up right now. Uh, the extension authors created a kind of a situation where it doesn't actually work at the moment. And it's it's I know it's difficult to believe, but it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the, get out in front of that one. It's not actually my fault. Okay, let's move on to the most important segment of the week where we check in with Josh in Laramie, Wyoming. And I mm-hmm. add cheesy music. Or maybe I won't this week, just because I said that. Maybe. Go ahead, Josh. Because there was some cheese on this one. Uh, this one today, we've, we've seen it before, but sometimes it's good to go back to some of the classics. And um, I'm kind of curious if the picture was a little bit better this time than... The kind of muted, tan, dull onion ring won last week. Hopefully. Anyway, uh, it was the Naughty. We've had the Naughty before. The Naughty has comprised of two quarter-pound beef patties, locally sourced, chopped jalapenos, bacon, American cheese is supposed to be, but I I had them change that to cheddar. That definitely looks Uh, like cheddar. Also with that, yeah, cheddar's much better. Uh, jalapenos, tangy mustard, and chipotle ketchup. What's so, up with the uh, the fries? This is there. What's this product placement oh. thing going on here? Oh my gosh! Look at that. Nope, oh, they're calling you. They they have already yeah, realized up infringed on their copyright. Who calls on a regular phone anymore? I don't know. And and the, for this some time reason of night? they got. They they were calling to tell you that your computer is infected and that you need to log into this page right now. No, yes. it was about Thank his auto you. warranty. Bob from about Microsoft. To his, his auto warranty was about to expire. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Uh damn, 
telemarketers and dogs. Before we move on to the topics of the evening, I just need to interject that we have a brand new patron, blast from the past, one of, you know, a favorite president of so many, Abraham Lincoln has thrown a little wow. into the kitty. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You got to appreciate, appreciate for Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. Thank you so much. I don't know what bill is Abraham on. Are you sure you're not saying, hey, Blinken? Uh, it's more of a penny, I think, uh, there, Canadian. Mm. <laughs> wow, the least valuable piece of <laughs> physical currency we have. Now I'm actually forgetting who's on the five. The one is Washington. The ten is Hamilton. The five is... Ooh, yeah. Hmm. It's Lincoln. Jefferson is on the 20. Is it Lincoln yeah. on the five? It is Lincoln on the five. Okay, wow, we get to a coin and a... Yeah. Here, let me... Let me dig into my oh, deep, boy. Here deep we go. pockets. Here we go. Camera two. Let's okay, I think showing showing money live is showing off. Oh, I have a five dollar. Oh, there he is, Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. News story number one tonight is AMD's announcement of the Radeon RX sixty six hundred XT graphics card, which happened uh, while I was editing last week's podcast. So, actually, they did their announcement somewhere around midnight. So, we had just left the air, and they were talking about this. So, yeah, new graphics card coming. Guys, are you excited about the era of nearly $400 1080p graphics cards? Because they are saying this is meant for 1080p performance. Incredible. Yeah, High refresh 1080p performance. refresh rate. What's that? Yeah. It says 125 FPS on average across a wide range of modern AAA titles. How do you how do you so, feel about comparing this with the 580? How do I think about that? Yeah, yeah. What do you think about doing that? I think I am That'd doing interesting. That. It's Fantastic. it's going to be significantly faster than the 580. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But I just I, the 580. This is the. <laughs> Go ahead. This is the price premium you pay for high refresh rate. 1080p gaming. Uh, may double, I ask? Double the price. Is 125 that high? Because high refresh monitors are 144. So if I can't hit a 144 average, I guess I could lower the settings. Like I don't know if this is at high ultra. If this is 125, but that's why you got FreeSync, man. It's it's a 32 compute unit RDNA2 product. It has 8 gigabytes of GDDR6 128-bit memory bus down from 192 with the previous. 6700 XT. It has a game clock that is very similar. It's down a little bit, actually. 2359. But the boost clock is almost the same as the 6700 XT. We're talking like 2581 versus 2589 megahertz. Infinity Cache is a third of the 6700 XT. At only 32 megs, which is, I think, why they're calling this a 1080p card. And total board power, 160 watts. Launch price, 379. Launch date, August 11. So, I kind of wonder well, one if, they, week away. if they had had more Infinity Cash, this could be a 1440 card. Well, they called the 6700 XT like your ultimate 1440 gaming card. So, I guess that from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense. But I, I don't think anybody likes the price. Maybe I'm the, uh, alone no, I mean, in the group here. No, that's why I said something about the 580 because the price is just so extreme. 379. Remember like a lot for a 2016, card. I think it was. June of 2016 is when the RX 480 launched, I want to say. The 8 gigabyte model was 
239 at launch. And a year or so later, the 580 was out there. And then in recent memory, like 2018, 2019, the 580s were these cards you could find on Newegg for like 179, exactly. 169. Yeah. Fast and card for 1080p terrible. Gaming. They're not terrible, even to play a lot of today's titles. Not terrible. You've Got to turn yeah. down some of the some of the effects. No, but if you're playing uh, 1080p high, yes. not yes. ultra oh, high. Okay, high. All right. That's there's nothing wrong with a, a, a 580 bit. still. And there's well, might push it a will, little bit. You might you might see more drops. I will quote from Dice today: the recommended specs for 2020, 2042 is a 580. Oh, or a yeah, I see that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pertinent, and you've probably got one because it was before the drought. <laughs> yeah, the, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, going into the 6600 XT, because, of course, we're going to eventually review one. Um, this, If they want the 1080p performance crown for its class, I guess, fine. And it's in their charts, and I'll have to pull one of these up again, they're showing its performance relative to a 3060, and according to their internal testing, it is a little bit faster. And here's the eSports titles one, where it's, except in Valorant, it's slightly faster <laughs> across the board than a 3060. And 15% faster on average in just other titles, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, Battlefield Five, Borderlands 3, Cyberpunk, etc. So... In almost every it's title really that show. much faster than a thirty sixty. That's 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 good living. Well, and maybe you'd force uh, you know Nvidia to drop prices. <laughs> if it's if it's that much faster than a thirty sixty, that accounts for the fifty dollar <laughs> premium they're asking. Yeah, because a thirty sixty, contrary to what some have commented, is not more expensive than this. You're thinking of the 3060 Ti, which is a significantly faster card than this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because it's a significantly faster card than a 3060. And the 3060 is a 329 card in the imaginary world where you can buy things at MSRP. So, and I will also nice say, to be cynical even more, that this card will never approach anywhere near its 379 MSRP because unlike NVIDIA, they're not doing any kind of nerfing of mining performance. Oh, so right. the last time I asked AMD directly about that, they said, no, we, we let the users decide what they do with their hardware, basically. So I haven't seen or heard anything to dis- to refute that. So this will be another card that they don't have the same price performance uh, offering that NVIDIA does for miners, but it's better than nothing and it'll be available. So or won't be available. We hope it'll be available. <sighs> not at the probably not at that price. Chip. Yeah, you'd think that yields would be They've better. They've been making them for a while. I just saw somebody mention it was 150 millimeter uh, square. Not huge. Yeah, that's for a GPU. That's yeah. not that bad. It's not that bad. This reminds me of the 5500 XT. The really small... The really small one, but it has eight gigs of RAM, so that's a big deal. But that th- this is why yeah. I immediately thought RX five eighty or four eighty, yeah. because yeah. they future proofed so well. Buyers who bought into that five six years ago have a card that still has 
8 gigabytes of fast memory and can play just about anything you throw at it. So it I am very curious. Yeah, to it's see. a 256 bit bus, so it's uh same bandwidth as uh this. Maybe a little slower, but not much. This had better have blow you noticed? the 580 away, is all I'm saying. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed some of the recent comparisons, 580-1060 on some of the latest games, still shows the 580, if not equal or most better in many many cases. That's you know that fine wine approach, I guess, people in the AMD camp often Well, if say. you remember, the 1060 it's initially was well. a yeah. card. Yes. Right. So yeah, yeah, the six gigabyte version of the 1060. Uh, if you pay, I think it was like two ninety nine for that one. It was something like that. Higher. Yeah, yeah. So it, those, of course, got cheaper for a while, and then they were gone, like around two thousand seventeen, because you couldn't buy any GPUs back then, and then became commonly available again, but then disappeared once the sixteen series cards hit the market, like the sixteen sixty sixteen sixty Ti. Remember so, questioning why they even existed when they first came out? What, the 16 series cards? Well, because they were filling a hole that didn't really exist. They were for price or performance. They I, they were the, I feel the like they, they, they grew into it. Don't get me wrong, but when they originally came out it was more of a really But that's when we had a graphics card at like every $10. Right. It was a different <laughs> well, tier. It as it turns out the 16 series uh, GTX cards, the touring cards exist to give you a five or six hundred dollar option years later because that's the <laughs> one card you can sometimes find for you know five hundred dollars maybe a non-ti 1660 maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking of a 1650 super but this is the wrong landscape to actually talk about value of any of this stuff i guess yeah we don't know i don't know until we actually have hardware in hand and can talk about it we're just speculating, obviously, but I, I think a lot of people are having a hard time with that price point because it wasn't that long ago that 400 bucks was buying you an RX 5700. And mm-hmm. I, I think if you're an AMD enthusiast and, and bought, say, a 5700 or 5700, 5700 XT a couple years ago, and right now it's impossible to upgrade unless you're willing to spend $1,000. Well... I, I'm just curious if this card with eight gigabytes of memory is going to be able to beat a 5700 XT. I hope it will. It's a damn good thing they don't measure inflation by GPU prices. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, would not look good. The the 5700 XT equivalent, NVIDIA equivalent, was roughly a 1080 Ti, right? About that? Mm, they It depended on the game. The what? There, okay. There were some games where, where a 5700 XT, I think, traded blows with the TI. I always thought that that was more 1070, 1080 performance and not so much TI. Yeah. I have to look at some old reviews. I don't know. I have to look at that. Yeah. I had that impression that it was fairly close in a lot of a lot of games. Just trying to level set that. Yeah, the, I think the people who are still rocking one of those, they're probably doing okay. Any more thoughts on this? No. No. Okay. Well, but I'm, that wasn't the only set of AMD GPUs that were really No, it's the only <laughs> we're one recently talking about. To anyone. I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my review here because I don't remember. This is the 6700 XT. Last AMD graphics card I looked at. 
I just want to look at 3D Mark to see if I did. Yeah, here's a 5700 XT in 3D Mark. Time Spy is almost exactly the same as a yeah, 1080 Ti. Founders Edition. It's, it depended yeah, on go. the game, but they they were very close to each other. Uh, here they are right next to each other in Time Spy Extreme within 100. Ti would have been ray tracing. <laughs> well, okay, neither no, one there, of those are really go. gonna yeah, but, deliver. Hey, on look that. at that jump drop. Metro Exodus. Oh yeah, there's a change. A little bit of it. Yeah, I guess you're right FPS, though. I mean, that is but... still significantly faster than a 1080, a regular 1080 and a 1070. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's close to a 1080 Ti. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I. Anyways, can we hear about this Apple thing so we can get it over? Yeah, with? can we just get yeah get this out of the way? Mm. I, you know what? It's going to be really fast. But the cool the cool card here is the dual GPU one, the uh-huh. AMD Radeon Pro W6800X. I know that. So that's what's the sort last, of interesting. Apple had one of these before. They did, but AMD feels you know apparently they have the the backslapping we're great friends approach. They're making a card apparently just for the Apple Mac Pro chassis, right? Right. Which is which is interesting, which they and that it's, it's a, they did, but they're still doing it even in the waning era of of Intel. For, you know why they're Apple. doing it? Because they pay them a ton of because money. Apple ordered it, <laughs> and so they made it for them. <laughs> well, there's that's that's that ton of money. This, is, this article does that. not have the nice picture of the dual GPU. Uh, yeah, if you can find that, but it's cool. It's a 400 watt uh, uh, graphics power dual GPU with uh, 30 teraflops of FP32, which I'm pulling out of that table right now. <laughs> which I think is awesome. It's it's actually it's a looks like a really that's good card. God, nobody has pictures. Yeah. Infinity Cache is at 256 meg. Uh, GDDR6 is 64 gigabytes. It's essentially two entire, what looks like, you know, 6800 series 6800. GPU yeah. Yeah, glued and, together and the pricing, on the same I mean, board. It's like, it's like you get to pay for two of them, too. If you want. Kind of, yeah. The Radeon Pro W6900X. I don't know, for a workstation, that's not bad. $5,600? I guess I haven't priced out. Quadro cards. Well, it's got lately. 32 gig of GDR6 on that on the 1600X. Yeah. That's that's kind of why I said to talk it was two 6800 uh, XT. I should have listened to you, Josh. Ex- All right, enough exactly. of this nonsense. But with double the memory, 32 Let's, instead of 16. Yes, yes. Yeah. For module, for, double yeah. your double your double your fun. Now I was so not, it is it is the, pricey. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. All right, I was not privileged yeah. to receive one of these, but other outlets did. And the reviews of the Ryzen 7 5700G are everywhere. Here we're looking at uh, Tech Power Ups review by Wizard with a one. And we've seen reviews of this already, honestly, because it was available on OEM channels and people were going out and getting them and writing reviews of it. So we've kind of already talked about this, but it's coming in the next couple of days. I think it's uh, August 5, I think it goes on sale. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. So, yeah, when you actually are listening to this, you should be able to buy it for $359. And just in case you don't remember, let's go to page 20 here, integrated graphics performance. Because right now we live in the era of not being able to buy a graphics card. This is a 710. So, the let's see, relative performance. No, that's 720. Lowest settings. Okay, it's kind of interesting how they do this. The green bar is a system configured with 3800 DDR4. And yes. I assume a 1900 F clock. 
And then the this they don't specify that, so I don't think don't. it is. Oh, that would suck. And because they specify when they overclock the uh, IGPU. Okay. So why they chose that, uh, I yeah. would go out on a limb here and say AMD said try giving it faster memory that doesn't match the uh, the F clock. I, I can't imagine they would say that. Why would? But they I would want still that? say give me thirty two, thirty six, and thirty eight. The last time Show I. Me. The AMD likes you to run at 3600. That's the memory they send with the the CPU. All their chips like it, too. So 3600 is perfect, because then you have the 1800 yeah. F-Clock, no problem on every one of their CPUs. Anyway, the, the 100% on these charts is using the higher speed memory, and then right below that, this green, or green, the green bar is high, high speed memory. The brown bar is DDR4-3200, yeah. which is you know baseline memory for Ryzen. So it's about seven percent faster. And then going off the uh, the green, so the the hundred percent, the purple, uh, the the default in the BIOS is five hundred and twelve uh, okay. megs of VRAM reserved. Okay. So they upped it to two gigs to see what happens. As you can see, essentially nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's lowest settings at ten eighty p. I wonder if that would have more of an impact. Although really, you can't go much higher than. 1080 low with only two gigs of yeah, RAM. No, you wouldn't really want to on this. Yeah. But I mean, the numbers, if you just... And listeners, I'm sorry, because I'm not describing this very well, and it's a graph, but if if you look at the the lowest uh, position on the charts is the i9-11900K's GPU, where in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you get 11 frames per second. Moving up to a GT 1030, you get 13.5, which really does... That speaks to how impressive Core i9's, you know, 11th gen graphics can be. It's almost as fast as a 1030. But then you look at the Ryzen 7 5700G, and even with the slower memory, you're getting 26.2 frames per second. You're doubling your FPS. And it's just going to go higher because, of course, with faster memory, APU scale. They always have. So here's Battlefield 5 at 1080p. It's the same story. You're getting double the frame rate almost. Uh, of like an integrated Intel graphics by moving up to this. Yeah, and that's that's kind of insane because Intel was starting to uh, creep up on them a little bit with they the were. Uh, integrated graphics. And they were, but no longer. So yeah, it's uh, AMD did a wonder with this uh, highly tuned Vega. Uh, they did some really interesting stuff. They must have done some interesting things to the front end and scheduling because. They're very efficient. They run at high speeds, and uh, they don't eat a whole lot of power in this integrated uh, configuration. So, yeah, kudos to them. They uh, they they knocked it out of the park with an integrated part that is attached to a leading edge CPU. It's not anything cut down. It's it's a full fledged five thousand series, almost a fifty eight hundred X. Well, um, it's like a mobile one. Well, yeah, but it's it's sixty it's sixty five watts, right? Okay, yeah, and with mm-hmm. integrated graphics, so you're gonna you're not gonna get the boost the sustained boost of a fifty eight hundred X, and it has less cash. But it's not, it's not that far off. No, uh, well, that was one thing I mentioned, uh, and then I recorrected my mistype because damn, the models of CPUs are just too similar nowadays. Get your fives and sevens uh, right. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it was a three and a five. Oh, okay. I, I typed thirty six hundred X instead of fifty six hundred X, which should have been a giveaway because I don't think there was a thirty six hundred X. Although I could be wrong on that too. Yes, thirty six hundred X was a real yeah, yeah, CPU. Yeah. So 
when you when they looked at it and they strapped it with a, a thirty eighty, uh, the performance of this chip, the fifty seven hundred G, was noticeably behind the fifty six hundred X. So if you're looking at a temporary solution, it might be worth taking a look at and saying, you know, is it worth still gaming on an old uh, GPU and picking up the newer and purpose-built non-APU Ryzen, or is it smart to pick this up? Because if you've got a really old graphics card, it is kind of smart to pick this up, and honestly, you're not going to notice that much of a difference uh, in gaming. You're talking, you know, you're still on a 3080. The, the, the tiny 5-10% frame difference is not going to be noticeable well but it's performance also increased when uh they applied better cooling to it than just the integrated the the the, the fan that ships um so it's what pbo i can't remember what yeah, the precision boost acronym. overdrive yep yeah yeah uh it 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 shows up big time when you have better cooling than the dinky rink little fan that uh, amd includes with that so Someone with you know some kind of liquid cooling or a, a better you know air cooling system, uh, they will probably get better sustained performance in in a lot of these applications just because it likes not having to thermally cut itself off. And what I would I was going to say like well and that makes it even more attractive to buy an APU for three hundred fifty nine dollars and you also have to use a hundred dollar AIO. Yeah, to actually get the performance out of it, but then again, that's still cheaper than a POS graphics card right now. So, although I will I don't say, don't forget to factor in the faster memory we, you we were should talking, be buying. We were talking about t- the 580 earlier and 1060. Look mm. at like here. I mean, I keep on scrolling because there's all these games. Here's Cyberpunk 2077. In every one of these charts, the story is the same. A 1060 is about twice as fast as this 5700G. So even with the faster memory, more VRAM. So it doesn't really matter what the game is. Like here you go from 51 to 106 frames per second. You go from 34 to 81.8 frames per second. So you're getting significantly better performance with just an old 1060. What on earth is happening with Dota here? I feel like Intel must be cheating. That's only at 10... I don't know. What is happening? Dota 2... 1080 lowest settings. That's the fast preset. The 11900K gets 125 frames per second. I think that cannot be right. Isn't Dota 2 like heavily optimized for Intel graphics and they do all kinds of weird stuff to get these super, super high frame rates on there? Maybe. I guess it depends on what scene they use too. There's the thing about Dota. You can't, there's no built in benchmark with Dota. So what kind of complexity was the scene you were benchmarking? The one that I've used is one that I found in some post that I thought was like an NVIDIA or NVIDIA, an Intel kind of post because it was on Medium. But the guy had picked a replay of a very intense battle. And you got the, like, and I, I, there was a batch file. So I ran this thing and it creates havoc. And your frame rate at, at the beginning when it's just like this single character walking across the map is very high, and as soon as it gets into the battle, it's, it drops, and that's when the benchmark starts. So, a hundred to get 125 frames per second, I almost wonder if you're just like standing still. But who knows? Uh, Far Cry Five kind of like being in the menu. Yeah, Far Cry Five, another game I'm familiar with. It's double. It's more than double to get. What I'm saying is, a 1060 is really freaking fast for 1080 gaming already. 
these are all very acceptable frame rates, 80 to 100 frames per second. So, but what if you wrote your 165 hertz monitor that you bought to attach to your? That's true, and you don't want to play right? lowest detail settings either. But I'm saying, true. if you if you want a game high uh, high FPS gaming, all you do is 1080 low now, even on a mid range graphics card, and you get there. So I guess my hope for the 6600 XT would be that it's high detail settings and the same. FPS average. I'm only planning on testing it high. I'm not doing any ultra testing. High. Okay. Talked about that. It's still a little pricier than than I'd like them to be for CPUs. But I imagine, well, if they ever actually can deliver them to retail, which they haven't been able to do for a long time with their APUs uh, effectively, it's hard to say what they're going to do. I don't know. Weird. You know what is not weird? People, I don't know why people have forgotten that Asus has done Crosshair Extreme boards in the past. There was a Crosshair 6 Extreme. We just didn't have one for the 7th generation Crosshair board. But for 8th gen, it's coming. This was reported by some different outlets the other day over this last weekend. A listing for the Crosshair 8 Extreme went up on the ASUS ROG site. I didn't see an official press release. I was like searching through email, it's checking an their press e- site. ATX yeah. sized motherboard? Yes. Oh. It's monster size. 5 M.2. You are correct. That's crazy talk. Well, it's because of the like the the slot next to the memory where you can put more. Yeah. M.2. Well, and also the, the 570 chipset is just you know, it, it's got, what, 24 lanes already of PCI 4.0, so. Yes. But look, yes. look, look at the upgrades from the, the hero slash dark hero. The It's EATX, of course, as we mentioned. 18 plus 2 power stage. Those five M.2 slots. But much faster connectivity. It's got USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2. It's got uh, Thunderbolt 4. It has... 10 gigabit Ethernet built in. It's got Wi-Fi 6E. So it's it's just a much nicer, like high-end premium. Dare I say flagship? And, and no active cooling on the chipset. Interestingly enough, well, at least not visible here. But there it looks could like be a fan under true. there. We don't true. Yeah, true. But look where they put the uh, the power. They they rotated the the power uh, connectors. They don't stand oh, up. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know what? This looks. Oh, uh, I like that. I, 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 in the article, I surmise that perhaps it should come as no surprise that Asus would step up their ROG offering as EVGA is teasing a return to AMD motherboards with their own premium X570 option, the dark. So. Yep. And of course, what's coming? Why would you want to refresh your boards? Why would EVGA be doing an X570, which is AM4? Well, because we're going to have a whole new generation of. Zen 3 Plus refresh chips on AM4 before we get to AM5 with the new socket. So, Josh, was it you who was saying they would probably, this would probably buy them like a year, like Zen 3 Plus before they move on to AM5? Or do you think that AM5, well, AM5 for sure is coming in 2022. That's what Lisa Sue said. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think it's going to be end of summer, beginning of um, uh, back to school. We'll probably, you know, see releases on it in July, 
with uh, the AM5 processors. And so, yeah, that essentially gives them around a year uh, to sell product. And uh, AM4 is not going anywhere for that time. And, and we're certainly not seeing Zen 4 until next year on 5 nanometer. All right. Something that we don't have to wait until next year for something that we only have to wait until this podcast is actually published to know more about. We buried the lead. 3DFX Interactive. Uh, it's interesting to see how people have covered this because certain outlets have covered it as fact. The only thing that exists that we know of is a Twitter account called at 3DFX Official. 3DFX, the actual brand, the trademark lapsed a few years ago. NVIDIA, of course, bought out what was left of 3DFX when they went bankrupt many years back. But there's this, they clarified allegedly, just this This looks so much like the Interplay thing from a couple, from recently, when Interplay was coming back. And then mm-hmm. it, it turned or out Atari was coming back. Was that, or well, the Atari one, at least. Atari the Sinclair kind of, XT was coming of, back. Or okay, that, That's not going to happen. The anyway, here we go. Here's a screen. This is live right now on Twitter, which oddly enough, 3DFX official follows. It says follows you. It's like it follows PC perspective. Interesting. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, it, it followed me like the first night it got active. It was a little huh. bizarre. So it follows the, Slim like, Jims too. So it, it's bizarre <laughs> yeah. unless it's somebody from our community who did this. But oh, Janssen maybe. products, according to this, uh, what looks like a JPEG of a Word doc or something. Although the font suggests possibly an Apple user. Janssen mm, Products is proud right. to announce it does. that 3DFX is returning after 20 years. Janssen Products, a new investment company in San Francisco. I'm going to stop here. Why is it called Janssen Products if it is Someone an investment spell Jensen? company? An investment company does not call itself Products. By the way, well, right. it'll also call itself, you know, 11587222347. Right. And if you Google Janssen products, there is one in Iowa, and they are a trusted and local web developer. Yeah, there's no Janssen products listed in in California that I've seen. No. Nope. I have looked in a couple of places, and so have other people. That's that's an unfortunate naming coincidence. I doubt they have anything Mm. to do with it. Uh, I don't think it's Janssen. Janssen. Yeah. Mm. No. Not so, there. And who knows? Gosh, I mean, maybe something. Maybe, maybe it, it, at best, what we could expect, because they also talk about, you know, getting into audio and some TV stuff and some smartphone. I mean, how many, how many, how many people have, you know, wireless earbuds that they're selling for a hundred bucks? There's, they're just like a plethora of them and they range from decent to absolute crap. And so the best thing that we could expect from them is they're another ad and board partner of either NVIDIA or ATI. Or and Intel. They're, or Intel. That's that's another option. And they're just slapping a sticker on there that says 3D effects. And uh, they're hoping that your, your, your idea of nostalgia will allow you to buy those products. But, I mean, that's been done before with Vision Tech and with Diamond. Uh, both of those two, you know, not great. Uh, results, but 
you know, maybe maybe there really is a couple investment people in San Francisco who said we need to hop on this GPU thing because it's going to keep growing. Maybe we can sell some products, invest some money, make some more. And we're going to branch out also once this stuff kind of, you know, cools down. Eventually the market hopefully will. But that's the basic case scenario, that it's a real thing and they're going to release something in November, December timeframe that it's just a rebranded another video card. If, if you take a look at the last line on there, I think they're implying that it's not maybe going to be like that. I think they're talking about televisions and video or audio accessories or, or something like that. It just, it doesn't seem yeah, that, that, was, that grandiose. Stuff. I mean, cause yeah. that, like if they're doing some basic audio things, then, you know, with TVs, it'd be like, well, we offer the 3d effects soundbar. Yeah. It's something a like speakers, $10 yeah. knockoff of a Yamaha thing. <laughs> yeah. Know? Something I like that. <laughs> I'm afraid it might be like that. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. There's nothing. Cause to be I mean, afraid of. what is, what is there left to buy? <laughs> From TD effects, other than you know the, the logo, name? Nvidia logo. gone, yeah. just about everything. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's not like you're going to uh, somehow develop a chip with T buffer on it. I mean we're so far <laughs> gone of past of, of of the technology that they developed 20 years ago. Uh, I mean they were, they were talking, you know, their latest uh, rampage was uh, DX8, and that's uh, integer pixel shading, and it's just it's not used anymore anywhere. So, yeah, it's... Uh, well, I guess it wasn't that good then. <laughs> well, you could, you yeah, could well. say that about Windows 98 IC, but you'd be wrong because it was that good. <laughs> it was good. Uh, it was good, no, this is, this it was good been... for that time. No, it was good. It still is. <laughs> it still is, Put right? it on an old box. You'll love it. It's way better than Windows yeah. 10. Uh, you know, I imagine... Well, we'll find out tomorrow. Faster. We'll find out tomorrow that this is exactly the same. This follows the exact same pattern as the Interplay hoax, where they started a Twitter account. They teased something coming up. Then they had one of these letterhead screenshots with the company logo. And then the whole thing was, it dissolved because the actual rights owners of the company came out and said, this is a hoax. This is not real. Here are actual accounts. That was not one of them. And the account has been deleted. And 3D effects went from a zero follower, zero following account the other day with a piece of um, artwork from DeviantArt without credit and somebody who apparently found a PNG of the logo to use, probably from Wikipedia. And suddenly it's turned into this, where all of the major outlets have been talking about it. People on social media are talking about it, which is exactly what these people wanted. You yeah. get a bunch of well, attention I mean, it's kind for of the nothing. Of August, where not a whole lot is going on, and it's 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 a nice distraction. I guess, and, and it you know yeah. throws back and the feeling of nostalgia. And sure, it's probably somebody pulling our leg, but you know, hey, they're doing it in a pleasurable manner. <laughs> hey, is that is that still? Oh my gosh, it's wrapped up. Let's well, make it's, it's box art great again. Yeah, they, they did do fantastic art. things with that box art. Hey, Josh, yep, uh, how much did. do you want for that? Talk to me later. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> that box looks crispy. Most of the plastic's still <laughs> intact. Kept it good. In fact, I still have two other boxes up there. Oh, one with Lord. a pre-production card, and oh, they're both wow. pre-production boxes. Oh, my they're goodness. only a couple hundred ever made. 
if uh-huh. even that. You know what? If you could just send them the box art, they could probably <laughs> do something nice with that. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Who would have thought that I'd kept 20-year-old video card boxes? Oh, no, no. I, I would have thought that. that. No. 21, I, I would have thought that. that well, mm. think about this. There are people who seek out 20-year-old boxes. There are people who will buy just true. the box for an old product like that because it's such a Are you describing brand. yourself, Sebastian? Yes. yes. This one's up for bids here. It's only going to say the quiet part out loud. Six thirty. Guessing this is Canadian. Yeah, it's Canada. But he doesn't have the plastic on the box. There's tape on it on one side. The collectability of yours, Josh, because of that plastic keeping it pristine. This is mm-hmm. not mint condition. No, this is not at all. Yeah, but that uh, does it have the the plastic insert that the card is surrounded with? I know. Why is it Canadian is it just the box? I don't know. I, I wouldn't buy this. Huh. Not for anywhere near this. What is up with this fan situation? It's a dual. It's that's some nice cable management like. there. Wow. Uh, anyway, getting going down the rabbit hole. Uh, that one's uh, got four bids. Almost four days left. We'll see how much it goes for. I, yours is worth much more. Our next nice. story. TPM. Trusted Platform Module Security. It's a hot topic. Windows 11 requires TPM 2.0. Allegedly. So Ostensibly for increased security, right? It, it, right? Yeah, and more Apple. Well, they added BitLocker into it, so you're screwed. <laughs> sure. All right, sure, so following Apple's footsteps like everyone else does. Right, because yes. Apple has Apple. And before Apple we start this, I would like to remind everyone that when Windows 11 comes out and you're going to use Windows 11... You have no choice but to use this wonderful thing we're about to tell you about. And it yeah, is even if your your board was not equipped, you must buy a, an additional module and add it. How could it be? No soldering required. You can defeat a TPM chip in thirty minutes. Tell me more, Dan Goodin from Ars Technica. I like the keyboard is on fire visual. <laughs> With a very well, up-to-date cell out. phone on that desk. Yeah. Come to find SPI out, SPI is a problem. Okay. <laughs> the signaling that they used is actually shared by another chip on the board that they could get attached to, and they did mm. not protect the uh, the transmission between the, the TPM module and the bus where the communication is happening. So they're able to tap into it on a different module and then decrypt it from there, which got them into the hard drive, and then they were able to search through the hard drive and then turn up VPN keys that eventually allowed them to actually hack the uh, the server of the intercepted laptop. And this is what this was based on, this to see if a configured laptop that was being sent to a prospective employee that was totally locked down and ready for them to use, if there was a situation that if somebody intercepted that laptop, could they gain access and how much damage could they do? And they got all the way to the company's servers simply by That's attacking ludicrous. the TPM. Yeah. Right. So then there will be shielded special high security TPM modules from now on. Uh, no, well, you honestly, can't. there were, there, there were some responses to this article that suggested some very viable approaches of, of mitigating this. And that's what security is. It's like, oh, we broke it. Oh, well, here's a mitigation. Security broke. It's broken. Here's a mitigation. And it's just a game. Sort of, you know. 
So well, mitigation is going to be to cover the 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 chip up <laughs> with uh, really nasty epoxy and multiple stacks <laughs> sure. of duct tape. So yeah, you can't. That could be one and the chip. So this yeah, is the CMOS chip because that's it. where they got Over. in. Yes. The same. Or doing a an opening like if there's you know if you open the computer remove the back there's a you know a disable or something that happens. You know, if you if you pull the covers off of it, kind of thing, a physical tampering. So what you're saying That's is something be... something pierces the lithium ion battery and it all goes up in smoke. <laughs> Software yeah, destroying way. hardware. I like it. Yeah. Uh, another way is to communicate a password that goes in association with the laptop that doesn't engage any of the the connectivity until these two things are brought together by the intended recipient. So this if the just intended sounds recipient, so complicated for actual users. You're absolutely right. Security is inversely proportional to convenience every day. Nobody wants a boot password of any kind. Eh. And if they have to have one, it'll be the same password for the entire organization. Agreed. Because when they call in like, my system won't even boot. Well, what is it saying? It says enter boot password. And then the the tech's just going to have to give them what's, you know, it's generic one, two, three. Like it is on all of our company's computers. Well, I mean, so the local admin accounts. Right. It's not like you're going to have several different local admin accounts with different passwords. Uh, but no, the, this is just ridiculous because the TPM was in, it, it was added to boards as cheaply as possible, just like everything else is. Uh, and so what they did is they use the same damn bus that they use for uh, the CMOS. And so, and well, and to be perfectly honest, a bunch of factory testing things as well. When it says that it's been factory tested, that they, they've been using... That, that SPI bus to do it. So by trying to create a brand new uh, way, set of connectors, like physical connectors for the, the TPI chip to actually go and connect to other things, in which case it's still interfacing with other stuff, I, it's either going to be a prohibitive cost or they're just going to find a, another sort of crappy way to implement this. That's one of the reasons that I'm I'm so frustrated that they're going to make this mandatory. Uh, is that for for Christ's sakes, yes, TPM is not evil. Uh, there are certainly wonderful applications for it, but forcing everyone to do it, and especially corporations that do not use BitLocker, uh, to have to deal with this because every time you boot it, if it's got TPM enabled, BitLocker just fires off. You cannot stop this. Uh, it was designed by Microsoft to not be stopped so it won't be so now you're running powershell to kill the process and then don't encrypt the little bits that it's already done so then you can use real encryption on it that doesn't actually have a hardware stored key on the motherboard uh but another another thing to this and just to end it because i'm sure we should move on to something else is for christ's sakes disable sbm on your networks or sorry smb because part of what they did to get nastier with it was that they found a VPN that launched uh, during the boot process. Very big thing in corporate environments because it's hard to push GPO. Very typical. If yes. they're not already on VPN. Uh, so, boom, there's the credentials. And they were going into the, some of the old SMBM to do network drives and get access there. It, it's about time to give up on some of those older protocols. Please, for crying out loud. Well said. But you have more disturbing news for us, Jeremy. Since Do I? You have our ear. Skynet. What can you tell us about the latest development Would in Skynet like technology? Would you like to play a game? 
<laughs> well played, sir. The U.S. This... Northern Command has been testing predictive machine learning. Why is this yes. ominous? I can't imagine. It's not like every other machine learning uh, technique that's been massively implemented, like facial recognition or criminal uh, predictive behavior, has failed horrifically. Uh, because the problem is that machine learning is really, really quick. It's really, really good at biasing itself very quickly. And if you don't know what the hell you're doing, those biases then become the base of every other single evolution from that point on in your algorithm. It takes garbage in, garbage out to a whole new frickin' level. So with uh, a mix of machine learning and AI projects, uh, the US military, they've just uh, finished uh, a couple of days of experiments to sell this thing to the Pentagon, which will see days into the future. Uh, they're talking about, uh, you know, they, they see a, a satellite sees a submarine starting to be loaded up and immediately knows, oh, well, it's going to be launching in three days. Now, I believe we already have, you know, wetware that does this sort of thing. So, yes, machine learning will be able to chew through satellite photos significantly faster. Uh, these, these automated systems will have no problem going through a huge amount of data in very little time as compared to us, you know, wetware, the analysts out there already. But they're also incredibly good at fooling themselves because they have introduced biases that the programmer has no idea about because nobody really has decades of experience with machine learning. I, I, talking to a lot of guys that have gotten jobs in this sort of thing, yeah, they've got this nice little black box. I feed it things, some comes out the end. If we don't like it, I'll change something. And if they like it, then we just do more of it, uh, which is a problem because you should never keep your entire data set. You have to start keep screwing with it. Uh, Janelle Shane, if you don't watch her, great AI uh, researcher. And she does some amazing things like uh, she took the Great British Baking Show and tried to teach uh, a system to determine what was a cake and what was a human. The pictures are wonderful. <laughs> Uh, they're also incredibly disturbing, but they sort of give you an idea of what this is. There's also the issues we've been having with uh, self-driving cars, where if you literally brought out, what, put it the uh, S out on a, a stop sign and it just says top, some self-driving cars will no longer recognize that as a stop sign because the text gives it away. You, you could be wearing, you could be dressed up as Batman, but have Spider-Man on your, uh, written out on your chest and you will be 100% qualified, yeah, that's Spider-Man, that's not Batman. So, putting that in the hands of people that are going to be using this uh, to make military decisions, and the other thing is that they're saying, well, this is going to skip a lot of the command chain, so that this stuff is going to be brought to intention much quicker, so you're not going to have the bullshit detector, you're just going to have a computer spitting stuff out, and I, I can't think of a single sci-fi novel that that ever turned out well in have you guys ever well, noticed that computers and software make very fast very accurate mistakes yes <laughs> yeah. to err as human to really screw up you need a computer indeed josh <laughs> yes wasn't it uh, in, in 1983 or something that uh russian colonel essentially saved the world by by telling their yes. their uh, yeah 
I think I heard refusing yeah, to launch. That, that, bullshit that uh, your your analytics here and your computer all these warnings are are not real so it was some sort of a cloud wasn't it the, the systems picked remember. up as a nuclear launch it was something ridiculously innocuous like that and yes yeah. we are all here because of that guy that just refused his orders but he was probably still sentenced to death anyway but you know no, he's actually they they didn't let that story out for oh, okay. ten okay. very years, long, but he was he was he was well compensated for not destroying the world. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> I think so. I mean, there, that's look, a good there quote. is Josh. There is a chain of command. Look, I'm yeah. here. Well, I'll simulate the experience. I am beyond pleased. I can't even tell you how happy I am that my family is still alive, that the Earth still exists. But you defied a direct order, and. We have to well, it wasn't really a direct order. It was it was the computer program spinning out. The U.S. has yep. just done a first strike launch, and he, his job was to take that stuff and then initiate the order. But it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't an order. It was. It was. Okay, fine. Analytics. It wasn't an order. He wasn't doing anyway. his job. Yeah, he was not efficiently doing his job. That's why we should all be replaced by machines. Machines. The machine yeah. would have done its job. And we wouldn't have very to pay fast. high GPU prices because we'd all be very fast, we wouldn't. very accurate Damn it. mistakes. That's that's. But very I tell you what, point. I tell you what, the price of dog food, canned dog food, would be astronomical in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. Would but we the GPU be, prices wouldn't have gone up. Would we be no. eating the canned dog food? Only if you yes. had a can. Opener. Well, those left. Haven't haven't you ever seen Mad Max? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been many years. A, a, a dog and his, a boy and his dog. That's a classic one. It was yeah. uh, Don Johnson in the eighties. There's another one for your list, Sebastian. I yeah. There you go. Just make me a list, like you know, make me a movie playlist of things that I didn't see in the nineteen eighties because I was two. All right, the register. We uh, we've neglected the register tonight, this week. So let's look at them. They report that Microsoft Cloud PCs debut. Priced between twenty and one hundred and fifty-eight dollars a month. That's not very exciting. Paying, paying for Windows. I can pay for Windows well, now. But someone, <laughs> no, it's it's the whole computer. It's not just oh, Windows. Oh, okay, it's an instant. Windows as a service okay. is a whole different thing because you're going to have to pay that okay. as well as this. This is different. But, but it was free, wasn't it? It was free for some period. Well, of time. yeah, uh, and within twenty-four hours, they hit the limit. They're no longer taking uh, applications to try this out for free, uh, oh. which means you can't really try Windows 11 without destroying your own computer. So, <laughs> yeah, they grabbed a, a relatively decent Lenovo X1 Carbon. And so the $20 a month cloud PCU is a single CPU, 2 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of storage. That's it. They ran it on their the web interface, and, I mean, first, the signing up was didn't go well, but, I mean, the, the workload would certainly make that. I mean, it's like trying to order a Steam Deck on the day. It's it's, it's going to be a bit of a problem. But, like, the, the fan on that carbon was just screaming, from what they say, after just a few minutes. Not really doing much, just running it. So, okay, they tried it versus with RDP. So, now you lose sort of the whole, I am now running a computer, it's just, well, I'm RDPing into a remote computer. And same issue, uh, a hell of a lot of CPU load. 
So, I mean, that's not wonderful. And honestly, you know, 240 bucks a year, assuming no Windows licensing or other, because the, the cheap pricing uh, is only for the actual CPU or sort of the, the actual virtual machine. If you want to be running Microsoft software on it, well, then you got to pay a little bit more for the uh, Microsoft Advantage that they offer, which sort of lowers down your your pricing. Otherwise, you're paying for an Office 350, 360, or, yeah, 356 subscription, well, and you're paying possibly a Windows. So once you try and get into something decent, like, say, four CPUs, 16 gigs of RAM, you, you're paying significantly more than just that. I mean, 75 bucks a month for having a CPU or for having a system that someone else is paying attention to and not you. Well, I'll give it one thing. It's slightly cheaper than our Amazon Web Service, but okay. that's about the only thing I'll give it to you. And I haven't heard the same amount of complaints from AWS uh, consumers that the, the, the whatever machine that they're running it on is under a significant amount of load. Uh, the other fun thing was that uh, this should be based off of Azure. And if you go and you set up uh, a 2018 server, it's live in seconds. Uh, LREG said to wait a significant amount of time in order to actually have this thing come up and be regular. It was about an hour. On the other hand, they could run it on uh, an old uh, Samsung A52. They ran it on an older uh, iPad, and it worked perfectly. Resumed exactly from where they were, though of course you know it's it's a little difficult to interface with a desktop version of Windows on a, a touch screen. So I don't know. It's it's going to be popular. Office three Office three fifty six was, but at the same time, you're still going to have to have hardware to run it on. And from the sounds of it, you're not going to be running this on a dumb terminal. You're actually going to need something that's relatively beefy, possibly even beefier than the machine you're renting to run it. <laughs> I remember, folks, 356 is, is Canadian for 365. Just no, that's forward. just about how much uptime right. they have. He's being honest about the uptime in Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, I'm being nice, to be honest. <laughs> it should be 348. Remember when, yeah. <laughs> remember when there were nines involved in system reliability? Yeah, yeah, and how many nines like you wanted to buy? Number? Right, like 99.96% yeah. reliable uptime, right? That kind of thing. That really yeah. wasn't, no, that wasn't very good, actually. You wanted more nines. No, yeah, it was yeah. six I, nines. I know what you're that was a full yeah. day. Four nines. Six Four nines, nines anyway, in but minutes to an hour. Six nines is a totally different thing. Yeah. yeah. This is more, yeah, so uh, North America and the EU, yeah, they just can't do SharePoint for the next four or five hours. Um, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's that sounds like your life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the other half. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what the actual user case for something like this is. And I'm sure there's a number of them, but one that pops into my head is M1 Apple users who can't natively run x86 uh, Windows. You can't do boot camp or parallels or anything unless you're doing an ARM-based version of Windows. So I can see them paying for an instance if there's Windows software they absolutely have to have, but they still want to own a Mac. 
But beyond that, I can't think of anything in my limited scope. Hmm. All right. Um, well, the well, Linux yeah, community um, got it backported, so they figured it out. But anyway. It's, it's, it's cheaper for the technically savvy to just run Windows if you need to in a VM. You can yeah, do it with VirtualBox. Right. If you want, I'll set you up with a remote desktop. Yeah. It's better than that. Virtual is pretty good. All right, let's move on to our final segment of the week. It's picks of the week. And Josh, take it away if you're still awake. Thou barely awake. That plays great on audio, by the way. Yes, it does. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, more inexpensive NVMe SSD drives. The uh, SSD 980, the latest uh, inexpensive mm-hmm. ones from Samsung. Uh, it's dramless, but they've kind of tweaked the controller. They've done interesting things with the amount of uh, um, ML, ML multi. MLC? SLC uh, cache nah. in here. It's, it's, oh, it's adjustable cache. and variable. Yeah. And. Um, it's pretty fast, and it's you know it's it's as quick as most like Fizon E12s, um, but you can get it for 109 bucks, and it's a five year warranty for the one terabyte, and for Samsung, that's pretty damn good. It's a little bit faster than the 970 Evo in most things, so that's positive, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, but not as fast obviously as the 970 Pro or the new 980 Pro. But for 109 bucks, five-year warranty, Samsung name and quality, it's not a bad deal. The quality is just undeniable. They have that it's brand what? cachet. Yes, <laughs> it does. So it's going in the wife's new machine. Okay. Yeah. You practice what you preach. You're actually getting this stuff and using it. I try. Or making other people use it so that you don't have to use it. Yes. It's like, honey, I've got the fast SSD. You can have this DRAMless. Yeah, but thing. you see, it's it's mostly for my friend who comes over and games with me. Oh, okay. so he uses and the wife. <laughs> <laughs> the truth yeah. comes out. Yeah, she, she doesn't even, care. She doesn't even she know. She doesn't care. She wouldn't notice it. I'd you put her on a her? spinny drive and she'd be perfectly happy. So. Does she leave her computer on all the time? No. No, okay. I was gonna say, like, I turn it off. <laughs> if it's if it's a situation where she just uses the web browser and it's always in RAM, then yeah, why mm-hmm. would she care what her storage was? But yeah, okay. For those asking, see, oh, it was look, in it's shot. Back. No one there pays attention. Where is it in the shot? Well, we we couldn't see it. Well, that doesn't look like anything. It's just kind of looks well, like I know it's shadow the lighting sort of. It doesn't look red until oh, there we go. Yeah, Careful, but then light, I gotta screw with my lighting. That light stuff. switch is not flush to the wall, as people are noticing. Well, it's also actually upside down. Uh, <laughs> you, you you flick it the wrong way. <laughs> if you flick oh, it a little harder, it comes right out of the wall. It comes right uh, out of the wall. Exactly. It, I mean, yes. <laughs> that, Exposing the, those Canadian electrons. It's a, it's an old work box yeah. shoved into. But I mean, the if you're you're gonna bitch about people, uh, this I, I can't actually reach the uh, G3 that I have, which is actually the kilowatt one. But that's my pick. Oh. Is a really good Canadian deal on uh, that EVGA G3 
It's a 750. And it's under 100 bucks. Wait, this is, thing... is that 750 watts Canadian? How do I convert <laughs> that into U.S. watts? Uh, well, actually, our watts are significantly more powerful. Oh, okay. All right, so that's more like a 1,000-watt American power supply. <laughs> yep. It might actually blow your, your entire fuse box right out of the wall. Yeah, I can see that happening. But it's it's actually we. Uh, it, it, the 140-millimeter fan in there is pretty much as big as they could get. Fully modular, and it's... If you're watching this podcast right now, you can get it in Canada for 100 bucks. Oh. If you are one of our viewers that doesn't watch us live try and consider it because you'd be able to get deals like this but we still love you yeah just you know a day late and a dollar short missing out on all of our weekly time limited coupon deals and it also comes with that the really cheap but stupidly effective power on self-tester because when you got a system and you don't know why it won't boot with this little thing thing, okay I can rule the power supply out that's still coming I think I've only seen EVGA and maybe FSP include those. They're nice to have. No, oh yeah, Corsair included one, but that was with their hydro kit. So. Well, PC power and cooling used to, but well, that's dating. Yeah, yeah because you would you would usually yeah. do a uh, you'd do a ATX for the motherboard, and then you do another power supply for all your hard drives. Oh, for gosh, I mean, yes. we're talking we're talking fifteen, sixteen hard drives. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I've built that in the past for UW, so I had to get a AT power supply that they would turn that on before booting the machine, just so they can get power up their entire array. It was a little janky, but it worked. Until it didn't. Can you imagine? Yeah, no, this was like in 2002, and we had, it was a two terabyte array in 2002. How oh, many wow. drives? How many drives? Like a Sixty terabyte array it was, in two thousand. It was like sixteen drives. Yeah, sounds oh. about right. <laughs> Did they at least stagger the power ups to not like overwhelm the secondary power supply? Uh, I, I can't remember. Now you just <laughs> popped on this, you know, five hundred watt AT power supply and yeah. just went for it. Yeah. All right, our final pick. Well, I have a, an anti-pick, a PSA, but uh, Brett, you're up. Uh, my pick this week is uh, essentially free if you're a Waze user, and it is please go and download the new voice to celebrate the upcoming release of Halo Infinite. It's Master Chief getting you where you need to go. Now, I'm going to try this right now because I just downloaded it a little while ago. I'm going to see. If- I didn't notice a military spec security harness in this vehicle. But at least throw on that safety belt before we ride out into battle. <laughs> so there you go, Master Chief. You have that in your car. <laughs> I I can have it in my car. <laughs> What's his door as a jar? Uh, and you can set your icon. Although I, I haven't actually gotten to this to work yet, you can set your icon to the Warthog or one of the Covenant flyers. I do believe. So yeah, go download that. It's free. I'm sure it'll be amusing. Master Chief has many things to tell you. I'm sure he's going to tell you you're doing it wrong. Do they have a Gordon Freeman one? You know, Gordon I'm doesn't sure. talk. That's <laughs> my point. 
Gordon has never talked. To and, you know, there was there was a discussion briefly about whether or not there was actually verbiage around Master Chief. And I'm like, of course, there's Master Chief has, has talked many times in the past. So, yes, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a surprise to me. But at first, if you just played original Halo, there wasn't a lot of Master Chief talking or I had been. It was very little. But he talked to Cortana cool. all the time. So. Right, and he did talk to Keys. And Sergeant. Uh, there was some yeah. cut, cut scenes where he talked to Keys, cut scenes where he talked to Cortana and the dropship. Yeah, so. Anyway, it's a cool mod. It's supported for a little while. Waze always puts these out there for uh, some period of time. So, yeah, if you're going someplace with Waze, go grab Master Chief's voice. Freebie. I still want the all silent Gordon Freeman one. It is not Master Chef Kent. Kent. All right. Well, no, my, no, my pick is uh, just a PSA because I'm dumb. If you, okay, here's the situation. I was revamping Your the GPU. Parents took off on a week's vacation. Yes, and never came home. Okay. Yeah. Here's the situation. Now I we know. Revamping the GPU test bed, which I've been using the same Evo 850 one terabyte SSD for I don't know December 2018. Like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to MVME. I should have done this before. And rather than just cloning the drive, I'm like, I need to upgrade to the latest version of Windows anyway. I want to be on the latest drivers. I'll just do a totally clean install, reinstall everything from scratch. And I put in a two terabyte NVMe drive. My mistake was leaving the other one connected. This is not a data loss nightmare story. The other SSD is fine. Well, I no, you're not Ryan. This is... <laughs> I went in, I did the same thing I always do. I, you know, shift plus F10, go into the command prompt from the Windows install media, disk part, list disk, select disk zero, clean, and then start the installation process on that clean SSD. And I cleaned the right one. The problem is, and I'm going to go to this laptop I'm using here. Here is the um, disk management console. Disk one is a 500 gig SSD. As you can see, here's the Windows... Yeah. Primary partition. Here is a 261-ish megabyte EFI system partition. I have to have Largish, this. but... To boot. That yeah, seems large. large. They have that to be seems... at least 100 megabytes, but anyway. Right. It's 261. Yep. And when I installed Windows on that SSD, and I specifically chose the 2 terabyte 980 Pro, it... But it still boots to the old one. It... it Yes, the EFI partition oh, yeah. on the yeah. SATA SSD. Well, you know how to get rid boot. of that. Mm-hmm. You have to change Windows Boot Managers in the BIOS to the correct one. Yep. Why is your video frozen? Videoless Josh is you guys absolutely correct. Frozen to me. Oh, well, no, you're frozen. No, you guys are all it's just you. Up. No, no, it you're is not me, moving, man. My point is, don't leave the other drive connected. Because I've tried a bunch of stuff and I've manually transferred the boot files over to a EFI partition that I created nope. and Won't moved work. everything over and no. Awesome. I'm stuck using both drives and I'm in the middle of a project right now, so I do not want to clean install in the middle of everything that I'm You doing. don't need to. You just need to find in the BIOS the, the Windows boot manager and convince it to uh, pay attention. Well, there was nothing. That, when I looked at the, the um, disk management for this drive, it was just no, one huge partition. There were no EFI partitions. Oh. And I had I manually 
created one. I, I put a, a live image together of Gparted. I booted it up. I manually resized and moved the partition to the right. I created a minimum 100 megabytes of free space for myself. I then booted up with install media again for Windows. And I used the, you know, yeah. X prompt to create myself an EFI partition. And then I followed all the commands that I was reading in this guide on how to have it uh, prepare it, like fix boot, fix MBR. And then I copied over the boot files. Well, you don't want MBR. Uh, maybe that's what I did GPT. Wrong. Yeah, that would actually cause a lot of the issues you're talking about if well, you did that. It's It claims that it's a GPT partition, but now that I think about it, I wonder if I... Is it even possible to have an MBR partition on a GPT? Yes, oh, and it doesn't okay. like it. Okay. Well, it doesn't I'm, like it I'm making mistakes bit. right and left. I guess my point is don't use Windows, and if you have to, when you install it, just have one drive. You're not wrong. It makes it. You're not wrong. <laughs> and then put the other one in later. I just wanted that D drive. Like I wanted my other stuff in case I needed access to it. And I, it was dumb. I've, I haven't done that in a while. And this is, this is the pain. You're paying the price. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's our show for this week. Uh, we hope you tune in again next week. I think, okay, next week we're doing a show. As long as all yes. of us are still alive. But the week after that, we're taking a week off. It's summer. It's late summer vacation time before the kids go back to school. That kind of thing or whatever. But we're taking the week off. Not next week, the week after. And so we will see you next week. Good night. Good night. Thanks for watching. Fairly well. For listening. <laughs>